everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with an episode of things we could tell young Wanda and Maggie, things that we regret, um, things that we wish we could go back in time and tell ourselves, and things that we improved on. But before we start, Wanda, tell the people what you've got going on. So I've been putting this off for some time, but finally, now that I have more time, school is finishing up. I started uh, Amsterdam New. Oh. I don't, oh, I don't. On Netflix, the yeah. hospital one, right? Yes. I saw that. I wouldn't fist bump to that. I think you expected me to say something that was like, <laughs> yeah, fist down for that. Um, but yeah, it's a really good show. Um, the main guy is on Blacklist, and that was kind of the reason why I wanted to watch the show. I came in with no expectations, but I'm going to start referencing the show in my interview answers because I think it's a really good response to what do you think is servant leadership or like how do you demonstrate servant leadership and then I can refer to the show wait what is servant leadership oh in the show uh he becomes a new medical director and basically he doesn't approach it as how can you help me it's basically he asks how can I help you and how can I how can you help patients so it's him serving his doctors the department heads and as well as the patients so in the first episode the head of psych is like oh I wish we had more fresh food that was purchasable like on site um, because everything is junk food and he's like okay so he installed a farmer's market in the lobby of the hospital and now they have fresh produce that they can eat although kind of weird because it's like do they cook like it's fresh produce are they just like snacking on celery that's gross probably well yeah because you don't like celery though yeah that's gross but anyways yeah so it's basically how can he help the doctors do a better job taking care of the patients and that is maybe, maybe like leadership. someone has scurvy and they're like, hey, let's get them. Let's get them an orange ASAP. And they're like, oh, no, I have scurvy now. And then only an orange from the farmer's market can save me. I don't know what happens in the show. I'm sure that could be a good episode at Netflix. Um, credit me. It's also very topical. They touch on a lot of uh, current issues, like the fact that uh, healthcare is not free in the United States. And it's illegal, according to Congress, to ask how much a procedure costs or something like that. So you can't price match or like price compare with other hospitals. You kind of just have to take it and pay whatever that amount is. U.S. is fucked. Yeah. So they touch on that and mental health. What is your update for this week? Um, I I can't give an update without talking about the new. Taylor's the the new old old new Taylor Swift songs from the vault. She, as we all know, she had some beef with um, Scooter Braun SB. Um, she has re released her music. They're so great. Like they're the same, but like they're different. And some of the songs are like unheard of. Like you've never heard them before. Some of them <laughs> like they still hit the right spot. You know. Like forever and always, holy cow. Okay, so first on background, I didn't start liking Taylor Swift until the reputation. I don't know, take it back. 1989. That album that was changed. a good album. Holy shit. That album changed my life. It like 
hear my depression. JK, JK. But um, it's amazing album. That's when I started. So like all, a lot of her past songs I've never heard of before. So songs like Forever and Always, Haunted, like that kind of thing. I was like, holy shit, these songs are amazing. She is iconic. And now that I'm listening to them all over again, I'm like, oh, spicy. I started listening to her very young. I think like when she became popular, like love story like maybe slightly before love story like i knew a girl in my elementary school who's just like very like she was in love with taylor swift like she went to every single one of taylor swift's concerts and like had all her albums merch and everything like that so she would like play it constantly and then i heard it and i was like oh this is actually really good and then i started listening to her as well but you are clearly not an og i only knew the popular songs like love story mine uh, you belong with me. Maybe enchanted, but yeah, all she's so talented, so amazing. When I die, donate my organs to Taylor Swift. She probably won't need them, but she'll know what to do. Let's hope so. Let's hope her talent is in organ harvesting and disposal. I'm like a universal blood donor, Taylor. You can <laughs> take my blood and my body. It's totally okay. Oh, um, so in house they're a lot of the time talk about like bone marrow donations and you are more likely to have a family match like someone in your family who would be able to donate the bone marrow and your body won't reject it and everything so now i had this excellent theory of this is why you should marry a sibling because then they'd be always willing to donate their bone marrow to you and they'd be always with you you wouldn't have to contact them or anything like what if you become estranged from your parents then you'll still have a sibling and husband or wife that you can always count on so alabama you're doing something right this is the worst (laughs) advice you've ever given on the podcast i just as long as you don't have kids there's nothing wrong with it I don't support this. You're just saying this because you don't have any siblings. I hate it here. <laughs> yes, want, that is very you true. Donate an organ to them, but you want to marry them. Um, Reevaluate your life choices. I want them to be accessible for bone marrow donations at all times. You know, sometimes when you give advice, some are good, some are bad. You got to take, if you don't like me at my worst, you don't get to see me at my best. So, listeners, we're going to have. Jordan on next week. Um, wait, did you tell Jordan about this? Yes, I did. Uh, I don't remember his response exactly, but I don't think it was that positive. Yeah, I don't blame the guy. <laughs> I don't know what you could say to that situation, really. But I mean, it's something to consider. Think about it. Maybe don't do okay. it. I think it's a plus that you don't have siblings because imagine if you did and you just said this. Yeah, that'd be like, awkward. Imagine if you had a brother and you said to Jordan, like, yeah, I think it'd be really good if I married a sibling. Jordan would nope the fuck out of this. Only child. The benefit. <laughs> Things you can say when you're an only child. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, who was your beef or crush of the week? Um... My beef of the week is, well, it's not really a beef, but, like, it's more of, like, another poll question, like, the last poll question we had of if a baby is lying face down in the water, is it floating? It is floating. It's just also dying simultaneously, most likely. Um, But this week is, 
do you think watching other people work out is weird? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, but like, okay, think about it like this, though. What if the other person who says that it's weird also watches people sleep on stream or host like all day streams where they're just like pattering around their kitchen doing stuff and then just filming their everyday life like 24 hour long stream sessions and you're just watching it why which is one, this so specific what are you what are you doing which one is more weird probably the the, the last one you said okay good thank you so <laughs> Anyways, my beef of the week is now Jordan. Um, not really. Again, still not really a beef. But gyms are closed now in Ontario. I'm very upset about that. But to kind of get the same adrenaline dopamine rush sometimes, I like to watch powerlifters working out on YouTube. And I made the mistake of putting it on one time when Jordan wasn't paying attention. But then he saw it and he's like, this is so weird. Like, why are you watching people just work out? Like, what do you get from this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I miss it. And like, I want to pretend I am the one who is lifting that much weight. In this context, it's not weird. If you're like, like they film themselves. It's a YouTube video. I thought you meant like in person, like you're watching someone do a set, like following them at the gym. I thought that's what you meant. No, that's weird. You okay. don't stare at people. Don't stare okay. at people at the gym. Okay, well, you should clarify that. In this case, that is not weird at all. And Jordan's messed up. Yes, thank you. And then his thing was like, okay, like I get it. Like sometimes when I'm watching like full day streams of people just living their life or like filming themselves living their life, they work out on stream. And like I just watch that. But I don't watch all of it. And like I just tune in occasionally to like watch what's going on. But I'm like, how is that less weird? Than what I'm doing. Uh, the whole week stream thing is like a little bit weird, but I think maybe it's just because we're not in like the streaming Twitch community yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Like Ludwig is doing it. That's why I bring it up because he's doing like full day stream marathons. And every time you sub to him, he like increases the counter. And so he has to like keep going until the counter runs out. So he films himself sleeping. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Why would you watch that? That's really weird. Yeah. I, I I agree, but I guess it's the whole nosiness Wait, of everything. Jordan watches him sleep? I mean, I think he occasionally tunes in and he's, like, asleep and then he, like, watches it and then he leaves. Like, I don't think he watches it for that long. But, I, like, so I guess this is the question that I'm going to pose this week is, is it weird to watch other people on YouTube working out and doing their sets? Maggie says no. I say no. And then, is it weird to watch Twitch streamers film their everyday life? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Glad we agree on that. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, if you're out there listening, just want to check in. Are you okay? <laughs> Quarantine's getting to him. He just wants a friend. <laughs> this is the proximity of a friend. Retweet, Jordan. Retweet. So... What is your beef or crush of the week then? Okay. My beef of the week is my mother. So my mom broke her arm back in December. It takes a while for her to heal. But now she's like trying to recover. The other day, I came to pick her up from work. Um, I was locking up, turned around, and my car was gone. I was like, what the fuck is going on? 
And then she had took the car without telling me and was just doing like donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> Not actually donuts, but she was like practicing driving. And I was like, what the hell? What is what is happening here? But mom, come back. I'm your only daughter. Mom. And now she's like trying to be independent and like moving her arms around. But it also gets in my way. And she's also like trying to micromanage me and it drives me crazy. And I had to take two Tylenol yesterday to deal with her voice. Um, Mom, if you're listening to this, I told you this. Stop it. Okay. Thanks for listening. Do you think you'd be that kind of mom? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Maggie's future kids, watch out. Bye. Funny kids, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. This might be unoriginal, but that's it. That's funny. I remember seeing the snap, and I was like, what is going on? Just, like, straight up was like, bye. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about things that we would tell young Wanda and young Maggie. Is this self-growth? Are we better now than we were 10 years ago? Um, okay, so Wanda, first of all, describe your overall experience with being a teenager from the years of like 14 to I'll say 18. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Like, did it suck? Is it a lot better now? Like, how was it? I mean, it's obviously a lot better now. I, I think as you grow older, you stop caring as much. You stop caring about what people say about you. Um, you still kind of do, but like, it's a lot less so. Um, and I'm hoping that also disappears more with age. But 14 and 18 weren't bad for me. Um, they're actually pretty cool. I liked high school quite a bit, if you remember from the Maggie and Wanda underage episode. Oh, wait, yeah, underage. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's where I met Maggie. I feel like that's where I came out of my shell a lot more. I was a lot more talkative uh, of a person. Aww. I mean, it, um, what, like, would I go back? No. But, like... It was cool. It was cool for them. I think the overall experience was not bad. You're right. I would not go back at all. I think if I'm going to be completely honest, I think I still care a lot about what people say or think about me. And I'm like, I'm more aware of it now. But back then, at least I had like a false sense of confidence, you know, because like you're in a small group setting and it's like, you know, everyone like you don't give a fuck anymore. But now I'm old and I'm like, I don't know who anyone is, but I still don't really give a fuck anymore. Um but it's like meeting new people I think gives you kind of like that new people anxiety and I think like when you're a teenager like you kind of know everyone you don't get that anxiety anymore but now that I'm old I'm like ugh, new people I just want to be with people I know ah growth love it be it it's something (laughs) yeah it is something I mean okay right now it's like a million times better than it was when we were teenagers Mm mm-hmm um it feels like everything was the end of the world i mean i am a very dramatic person i think like i do blow everything out of proportion in my head and i overthink a lot but yeah way better now i think and you know who your real friends are i think yeah you stop hanging out with people who don't make you happy yeah i think you would only hang out with people who are like conveniently around you like Mm -hmm. based on the circumstances like school every day you're with the same person every day like you're bound to be close but now that like you know like life COVID and everything like now you have to choose who you want to talk to in your spare time uh yes my five my top <laughs> five friends that I will hang out with it's just the coincidence that uh everyone I hang out 
like I hang out with is lives in the same city and nice. very close. <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah. Like that's just that's just a coincidence. It's not not because they're just there because they're easy access. Yeah. Um so what expectations did you have like as a teenager? Okay, no, let me rephrase that. So what unrealistic expectations do you think you had for when you hit your 20s? I thought I'd be a lot more successful, uh, a lot more of my life planned out, but that's about it. As I told all of y'all and Maggie, I did not think I was going to live past 19 years old. I did not know what life was going to be like post-19. So every day has been something a miracle. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> every day has been a miracle. Honestly, amazed that I'm still alive. Um, Very nice. I didn't think I'd settle down. I guess that was the only thing. Like, uh, as a teenager, I was like, I never want to settle down. I never want to just be with one person. Like, what's the point? Life is meaningless. Um, relationships are meaningless kind of thing. So having bounced from long-term relationship to long-term relationship, it's it's quite different than how I imagined it to be. Pretty funny. Love it. Love some self-growth up in here. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if that was just growth or it's just like. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being long term. I don't think there's anything wrong short term or bouncing mm-hmm. around or anything. But it's like, it's cool that you were like, oh, like, this is the right time, right place. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Just open to opportunities, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah, Sure. What were your unrealistic expectations? I'm the same. I thought I'd be a lot more successful. Like, I thought I'd be moved out by now. I thought mm-hmm. that I would um have like a lot more idea with what was going on like be close to marriage kids or something actually was i yeah probably close to that i thought it'd be way hotter also um i'm so upset that i look basically the same as i do from high school yeah i thought i'd be like abroad or something like i've always wanted to live abroad i guess you don't really imagine what your life is like in your 20s because when you're in high school you're very like me 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 now kind of thing like you don't think about like the future Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm okay with how I ended up based on my expectations. I think like teenage me was stupid. I don't know what, what was out there in the real world. I'm like perfectly happy right now. Yeah, I agree. Never listen to teenage you. Go Aww. back and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> well, actually, um, Kathy, um, if you guys don't remember who was on our moderator, she had told me about this site called like Dear Future Me, and you basically write a letter to yourself, like in five years, 10 years, whatever it is to talk about like expectations, goals, like hope you're doing well, that kind of thing. Um, and I've used that and I forget when I did it. So I'm hoping to get an email one day from ask me. That's kind of nice. My only thing is I have watch younger on the calendar for when I turned 40 um, to figure out if I change my preference on which guy I think she should end up with the show younger. Mm, I see. I, I like Josh, but my I don't think she should be with anyone, really. I think she should be with Josh. I don't think she should be with the other guy. But maybe when I'm 40 years old, I will have a different opinion because I just find Josh very attractive right now. And he's very similar to age with us as well. So it's like, it's very hard. Like, I want to know what 40-year-old Wanda thinks at that point. So that's on the calendar for when I turn 40. So that's it. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Josh is a sweetie. Charles sucks. He's hot, but he sucks. Who? Charles. Oh, he's not hot. I I don't find him attractive. 
he's pretty hot. Mm. I'll put a picture here so you can see listeners slash viewers. Sorry, listeners. My type of guy, if he's a like older guy, is Phil Dumphy. Like that is my. Like yeah. he, you might think he's not that attractive, but then his face with his personality, like ten out of oh. ten. Yeah, personality is amazing. <laughs> okay, gang signs. <laughs> um. Okay. So before we get more into it, this is a TMI warning. Hope it won't get uncomfortable for you guys. But really, it's about things that we wish we knew when we were younger, and things that we hope we can share our wisdom with for you, young impressionable viewers, who might be our age as well. Might be our age, but I learned a lot too from this episode and from talking to Wanda. So <laughs> never too late to learn. Okay. Uh, so body hair. What has been your history with body hair removal? Oh, God. Okay. So when we were younger, thin eyebrows were a big thing. So I plucked my eyebrows to absolute oblivion. They were slim. They were barely there. And they did not grow back for like two to three years later. And ever since that, like they've never, they've never been perfect. And I blame my younger self for that. But outside of eyebrows, I was also very like brainwashed by like media and everything where I was like very anti-body hair. You know how like you have like fuzz on your like face and like on your like, I don't know, chest. Like it's not really hair, but it's just like, it's like fuzz, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But like, I was like, I... I can't like this is terrible I would try like shaving it off I would do like but it was like it was basically not hair like it was so thin you can't get rid of it so like it was my attempts were futile um and like I hated my arm hair like I hated like having any leg hair I like could not like it was just no this is not this is not for me I guess like now I'm a lot more comfortable with having hair like I understand that it's it's just fuzz. Like everyone has this. Like you're a mammal. You're gonna grow hair all over your body. It's okay. Um, but I've also gotten a lot more lazier, so I don't tend to shave my legs in the winter at all. And I don't shave anymore. I usually just nair if I can, and if like if I want to, I find that like it's easier, um, and it leaves my legs feeling softer. But uh, for bikini areas, I used to shave and you would get the worst ingrown hairs and it'd be so prickly and like I'd itch like crazy and it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. But I thought that was what you're supposed to do because again, media. Now I don't really, I don't do anything. Um, Like I would trim it at best, I would say, unless I go on vacation, which then I get like a half bikini wax of some sort i've adopted more of like a carefree lifestyle i don't care about body hair i personally get rid of leg hair and like armpit hair just because that's my own preference if you don't that's totally cool with me um all the power to you yeah that's pretty good that was very long-winded I think like the key takeaway there is it's your preference like it's your body do whatever makes you comfortable um I have like a weird experience with body so like I am generally like not hairy so like my legs I didn't start shaving till I was like 16 and that was like maybe once because I was like there's like no hair whatever arm hair I left it alone 
my armpit hair that has been like a mission for me and like yeah because of the media too I'm like oh they have to be like completely clean shaven and it doesn't help that my mom is like completely hairless like Mm -hmm. no issues at all so I'm like what the hell like why do I have so much hair going on my mom doesn't they say Um, it's because if you start shaving at a very young age you're more likely to have like hair grow back every single time as you get older so like our parents obviously like because that's not a thing in Asian cultures when they were growing up like my mom's like hairless too because she never got rid of it so she's like she's like no leg hair no arm like nothing what's that like yeah my underarms like I personally like them actually you know in the winters I don't care but like summer and stuff I'm still like very self-conscious about it and I think like I poked myself to oblivion like shaved everything I think I gave myself like so many ingrown hairs oh my god ingrown hairs Jesus I think hell is just a bunch of ingrown hairs changed my mind um yeah like my it was like the worst thing um I still get it sometimes but now I'm like I'm trying to wax instead of shaving because shaving sucks and I can't figure it out for the life of me um I do shave my leg hairs though because again I only shave my legs like maybe once or twice a year jealous and there's like not that much hair going on there I'm sorry um everything else like I try to get waxed like bikini area I would prefer to get it waxed at a salon, but because of Ontario's restrictions, it's been super tough. And I watched this TikTok video. I'm oh my god, no! And it is the worst thing I ever did to myself. And I had to go out and buy wax. And I'm like, God damn it! Like, why did I listen to this? It's so like it's the worst thing in the world. You're right. It's so itchy. It's so prickly. This sucks. Um, how people do it. You know those like hot wax videos that were like a trend on YouTube and stuff? Like you'd have a little pot and then you had like the wax balls mm. and then you like melt it. So I thought that was so like aesthetically pleasing that I decided to like buy some and try it out for myself. It was the most painful thing I have ever used. And like I don't know if it was because like it was just like cheap wax or because I didn't know how to do it. Maybe a combination of both. But it hurt like a motherfucker. Wait, I just went out to buy this hot wax thing. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> it's like the hot wax, like, that brand from Walmart. Fuck. There it's called. Oh, my God. It's just a new picture of it. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. <laughs> I mean, it could be different. Like, this was like, you know, those like wax pearls that you actually melt yourself and then you like slap it on and then you put a piece of paper on and then you like, like how salons do it or how they do it on TikTok and Vine and YouTube back in the day. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Okay, I'm not gonna do whatever. Fuck it. I, I think like doing it yourself is like 10 times more painful. I remember as a kid, I had like a friend who bought like wax strips and she was like, hey, like wax me. And then like I like I tried, but then she like she was like bleeding because like I didn't do it properly. No, I've done this before to our friends. Like I've <laughs> I've as a bet that I won, I got to wax uh one of our friends or two of our friends' legs, um, and I made them bleed because I do not know what I'm doing, and it was very painful for them. So maybe don't try at-home wax kits if you don't have the experience to do it. Yeah, I much prefer a salon, but then again, it's like, it's your body, whatever. Yeah, bikini area, like, do whatever you want with it. I personally prefer, like, trimmed, like, a little bit shaven. And I try shaving wax if you can. Body hair sucks. I wish I could get laser to like remove everything, but then I'm like, it's there for a reason, you know? 
Like you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. I would. I think that's like I would get my legs lasered and I would get my underarms lasered. Yeah. Um, but I do not have the money to spend a hundred dollars per session. And I've been told that it's not the most blissful experience that you can have. No, I heard it hurts like a bitch. Like you're supposed to get it done in the winter time. <laughs> Why in the winter? Because like it gets really red and irritating. You're supposed to avoid sunlight. Um, so winter is like the best time. I there was a guy who I worked with um a while ago and he has lasered his entire body. Um and he said that there was one time where she was like, Do you want to see something cool? Like his like laser, I don't know what they're called, but the person who was doing his laser hair removal and he was like, sure. And she she was like, this is gonna hurt. And he's like, okay. So she turned up the like volume, I guess. She cranked it up and she like zapped him and he was like it felt like I was on like mushrooms. Like I went to a different world of like I started seeing colors and like everything. Like I I had an out of body experience for like a couple of minutes, and then I, like I came back, and I was like, "Holy shit, what was that?" <laughs> so those things could really get you. Uh, is this a license for fashionable? Yes, it was. That she was like, hey, want to see something really cool? Want to yeah. see some real speed? But he said, then he did it again because he thought it was so cool. <laughs> Goes to get like your hair removal ends up going on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. That's Honestly, the- two for the price of one. Do you feel like you need to get rid of hair? Like, how do you, how do you, um, like, address your body hair? It sucks because, like, part of me is, like, I feel like I do. Like, I... I'm sometimes uncomfortable in the summer when, like, I wear shorts and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I see my, like, hair. Even though everyone else is like, okay, you can barely see anything. You're crazy. But it's like, personally, I feel like it's there, and it makes me less confident in what I wear, which is unfortunate because it shouldn't, but it does. So um, what was the question again? How do you feel about your body hair? Like, are you confident with keeping it? Like, how do you be confident? I think... For me, it's because I don't do anything to like, oh, I don't do anything like major or drastic or what's mainstream for like my bikini area. It's because like I just let laziness rule it out. Like I've gone through so many like bad experiences with it. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like I should love myself. I should love my body. There's hair there for a reason. And then I just let the, it's mostly the laziness. Like I just, I just don't want to <laughs> deal with it. And like you, to get like a wax like it's like the cheapest i've ever seen it was like 25 dollars. like that's not cheap and you have to go like spread wanna, eagle yeah to, you don't like, want to like trust the cheap ones anyways you know yeah and it's like so like you're spending like what 50 dollars for like a wax that maybe lasts like one or two weeks and then you have to go do it again and it's just like i have yeah, I could use this money to be gouging myself with food or <laughs> pampering myself in other ways. So cost, laziness, let those really overrule your life. Like make make sure they take over and then you'll really get over the whole like body hair situation outside of the love yourself thing. So that's my answer. What What is yours? What is? How do you deal with it? How do you be confident in it? I'm not. <laughs> And I, I mean, I think I have my days, like if I'm, if I'm with like a, like my very comfortable friends, um, you know, like, I don't really care. Like they don't care too. Like, I know they love me no matter what, but if I'm going out, you're right. Like I'm on dates or something. 
I'm like, oh, okay, fine. I'm very self-conscious about my body hair. Um, but I think your whole laziness thing, that really resonates with me because like I've gone so long without shaving or doing anything to it. Um, that I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like you can judge me whatever you want. But then I have days where I'm like, oh man, I am the hairiest person alive. Um, and I think that's completely normal too. I don't think I'm ever going to come to a point where I'm like super confident with my body hair, my body in general. I think maybe that's just going to come with time. And you know what? It's a process. I've accepted it. Um, and it's hard for me to practice what I preach, but okay, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. I even now I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent confident. Like I go through the exact same thing where I'm like, oh my God, I look at my legs. I'm like, I am the hairiest person ever. And Jordan would be like, what hair? There's no hair on your legs. I can't even see anything. And I'm like, oh my God, like, look at all this hair. Like, oh my, I am so hairy. And he's like looking at me like I'm crazy. So when I was younger, other girls would kind of shame me for not shaving mm-hmm. my legs. And that's such a weird, like, internalized misogyny thing. Like, this girl who I thought was my friend was always like, Meg, you need to shave your legs. Like, I can see, like, the little hairs. And I would look down. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even notice that. Like, they're so small and little. Like, I didn't even think people would notice. And she was like, oh, my God, it's so gross. You need to shave your legs. I'm like, hmm, that's so weird. I mean, we were younger then. We were teenagers. But I think, like, girls can sometimes be, like, the enemy (laughs) at that age. Um, but I think like now that we're older too, like girls are way nicer to each other, way more accepting, I think. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I started shaving too. Cause like all the girls in my grade would be like talking about it and stuff and they'd like ask you about it and be like, what do you do? And it's like, oh, nothing. They're like, ew. Like, I think girls are like, I don't think guys really care that much. Like some do, but I think girls are one of the main sources of issues when like you were growing up when we were growing up mm-hmm. they were like the ones who would be like oh you need to shave or like that's so gross to have body hair and like they just reinforced your own thoughts and just made it worse so it's like we're still trying to break out of that thinking mm-hmm. yeah it's i completely agree it it is kind of messed up but like i don't know you've seen the media too everyone's so hairless all the time mm-hmm. like they walk around without any ingrown hairs like i thought ingrown hairs was like something that only I went through and I was so glad when one of my friends brought it up and I was like holy shit I get so many of these I need to stop shaving or something yeah shaving's so bad for it too like every time like if I shave it's just like ingrown hair city and it's so itchy sucks. how do we end this I someone paid for my laser at the media stop shaving <laughs> people give people hair yeah if men can be hairy so can we okay yeah um do you take in your significant other's preference with body hair not anymore (laughs) (laughs) I think like like I want to say like no always because like I didn't really care that much but if they did say something like offhandedly like I've known some people to be like oh I like oh I prefer a girl who shaved and you know what they're talking about but then the girl has like a completely different preference and then they get like they're like oh should I listen to my like significant others should I like should I do this um and like that sucks like to be to have someone else try to control I guess like something that's so natural is Mm kind of weird like there's a lot of guys and girls out there who are like I only want people who are clean shaven even though they don't do the same thing so I think it's like yes I take 
their thoughts into consideration, like I will listen to them, but no, I will not always act on it. Like sometimes like when they say things like that's not about body hair, it's said with good intentions. Like you look ugly in that shirt. I mean, they wouldn't say it like that, but like, <laughs> you know, but like if they tell you, hey, your legs are really hairy, you should shave them. Maybe you should reevaluate. Maybe you should tell them to shave their legs too. Be like when you, I'll do it when you do it. Because it's like, why is this a thing that women have to do? Again, going back mm-hmm. to the whole, we are born with hair. Uh, why don't men have to shave their hair? This is just, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's hard. Don't like that's it's very hard though, because then in your mind you're always thinking about the fact that they said that and then they're like and you're like, Oh, do you do they find me like gross? Like do they not find me attractive anymore? Like you go through that. Don't Mm -hmm. don't do it because they're not good enough for you to go (laughs) through that much thought and diminishing your own self worth for that. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's body hair. It's completely normal. It's natural. Mm -hmm. Do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. But it's kind of the catch-22 because I know it's like your significant other. Like maybe like something is easier. Like you you do want to check in and ask them. But it's also like it's your body. Like you get final say. Like they're lucky to be with you. Yeah. It, It. Body hair is just one of those things. It's like. It's trivial. It's trivial. It's really, it really is. Like, for example, Jordan's like, oh, I like you with dark hair. And I'm like, okay, I'm going blonde. But he, he doesn't like like me any less be- when I'm blonde. He just mm-hmm. has like a preference for darker hair. And like, I can listen, like I can go with darker hair and like, listen, I put in quotations, or I can just go blonde as I want. But like, regardless, he'll still like me the same way. He has his preferences and I have mine. <laughs> Yeah, you totally had preferences for brunettes. And yeah. uh, look where we are now, Jordan. Yeah. So it's like, just because they have preferences, it doesn't mean that they can't grow out of them as well. Like, I think the main thing is like confidence. Like, if you're confident in your body hair around them, that's, I think, better than you trying to satisfy their needs over your own. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. Love it. And if they don't accept you, dump them. <laughs> If they force you to get rid of body hair, dump them. I think it's like if they're forcing you, it's their way of trying to control you, right? Mm-hmm. Like what else? Like even though it's a very small thing, like this could just be a sign of like something in the future that they want to try to control you over. Call on us if your significant other ever forces you to shave or controls you in that way. We got your back. We do. We will shave him. Yeah. We will tie him down and shave him and he'll have to grow with the ingrown hairs because it's so much worse for men. We'll shave it poorly. <laughs> oh, I want to wax him. <laughs> oh, that's like, that's like torturous. Like ask anyone that I've ever waxed. It's terrible. <laughs> it goes against Geneva's war convention. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a good thing for body hair. Do you wish you had you could like go back and tell yourself to like calm down like with the body hair or like it was all a process to get here i no, i wish i could tell myself to like calm down like chill but then at the same time i think body hair was less accepted back when we were growing up too like now if you see influencers on instagram you'll see people who are like showing off their armpit hair and like hair and everything they're like hey this is normal so 
like yeah i could have told like 14 year old me to be like hey like cool it with the shaving would she have listened no because you know teenage rebellion and all that stuff yeah that's a that's a good point i wouldn't not have listened to me if you have a kid okay but the thing is maybe like yeah maybe like we would have had that open conversation with our kids because i didn't talk about that with my mom Mm -hmm. my mom thought i was like weird for shaving yeah same but I maybe do, that's like a mom thing. No, I had to do it like privately and secretly because I felt like my parents would like judge me on it. Ah. My mom was like, you need to stop shaving. It's just going to grow back yes, worse. exactly what my mom told me too. And I was like, I can't walk around in shorts like this. People yeah. are staring at me. They're not Pardon. actually staring at me, but like you on f- my head. Yeah, exactly. So it's like have an open com. I guess like if I had a kid, I'd have an open conversation about it. Like, I feel like, like you get you curious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the proper way to do it. Yeah. But I'd, like, get them to bring it up. I wouldn't be like, hey, you've turned 13 now. Do you want to shave? And wait till, like, they come to me being like, hey, like, should I shave? How do I shave? Mm, yeah. Because, like, mm, weird, weird with your mom, too. What? I don't know. I we're not like an open touchy family Mm -hmm. thing so like even talking about body here i'm like oh this is weird yeah it's weird now because like my mom's like like i just keep whatever like nair in the shower and whatever and like she just seems like fine with it now Hmm. so it's like i don't know if it's because i'm i'm older or she's just like accepted as part of something society wants to we both okay so moving on who our periods what sanitary products we use pads versus tampons um diva cups everything in between what do you use and why has it worked for you um so when i was growing up i exclusively use like and this is tmi so again feel free to tune away you don't have to listen to this but when i was younger i used like heavy duty like those very thick like always pads things and they sucked because, like, you feel like you're wearing a diaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I saw you, Flem. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Um, to me, like, I, when I was younger, I always felt like there was, there was just so much. Like, it they're was just – They're You huge. can see them through your jeans. Yeah. Like, if you wear tight jeans, it like, it just – it's a lot. Like, it, it's very – it was very – diaper feeling for me um so i was very happy it's like a crunch uh nam flashbacks (laughs) (laughs) um and also also get the one with wings because you know we love that security Mm -hmm. also i've seen this going on in on the internet a lot but the wings go like under and they wrap around like the like your underwear they don't stick to your body there's been a debate where guys apparently don't know how the wings work. Like, they assume that the wings get stuck to your body, so, like, it stays in place. But no, it does not. It wraps <laughs> it wraps around, like, if this is your underwear, it sticks on like this. And it also sticks on, like, this on the other oh side. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is why, like when we were receiving like sex ed like they shouldn't have separated the girls from the boys like shouldn't have yeah um yeah so i have like two brothers like growing up and when i first got my period they were both like 
so grossed out when I got it. They were like, ew, when did you start getting your period? That's so gross. You have to tell me. I'm like, wait. And at the, I was like so embarrassed. But now looking back, I'm like, wait, why was I embarrassed? That's like completely natural. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would like openly give me pads. and was like, here, take these. And they were like, ew, that's so gross, Maggie. When did you get this? Like, ew, you're bleeding. I guess I forgot I was a girl. Um, And yeah, I was just always like, yeah. And even growing up, like you're made to be embarrassed. Like mm-hmm. you had to like discreetly slide a pad over or like raise your hand to go to the bathroom and then wait because the teacher's an asshole. And you have like a pad up your sleeve the whole time trying to hide it. Yeah, like slide. I would like slide it in my back pocket or like use my wallet as like a like use my wallet to carry it with me pretending like I was going to go somewhere after with it like I don't also those clunkers like the the heavy duty pads are not easy to hide they're not (laughs) humongous they could be used as padding I I think like so before I I use like normal pads but my issue was that when it was a really heavy day it would bleed through and I bleed through like the most important events in my life, Aww. like my finals, my graduation, I was bleeding through my dress. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah, my body's like one last fuck you moment. <laughs> graduated. Um. So now I'm like heavy duty all the way. <laughs> That's insane. Like, I think my as I've gotten older, I think like my periods have gotten lighter, which mm-hmm. I'm thankful for. But. What wasn't great was I had the worst cramps in the world. And like I would be on the bathroom floor, shivering, sweating in pain because of how bad my cramps were. Um, And like I would just fall asleep on the bathroom floor. And that was the only way I could like get through them. And this happened like once, like every few like months. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so bad. Like there was this one time when I was in like our law or history class, I forget. But I was in so much pain. I just put my head down on the table and I just didn't do anything for the rest of class. And like the teacher, uh, my favorite teacher in the world, didn't say mm-hmm. anything at all. And she was just like, okay with it. I mean, yeah, she was your favorite for a reason. Yeah, that's fair. It, it was gr- it was just terrible though. Like, especially when you're like in class or you're like at work or something or you're just out and about and you're not at home and you get one of those. Like, it's just like, you can't function and the fact that girls can still carry on with their days is amazing i don't even have periods is ridiculous yeah why do i have to be the one to ovulate and have the baby why can't the guy yeah 100 percent. i had a dream last night that jordan got pregnant it was great i went to affinity which are these thinner liners that always came out with thank god because i could not deal with the chunkiness no more um that was kind of like the start of university and that was also when I stopped living at home. So I got more control over the things that I would buy, um, the sanitary products that I would buy too. So then that was when I ventured into like using tampons and tampons changed my life. Pads to me are like so restricting. You can't like, you can't really do anything in them fearing that like something will leak or like something will like something will happen. Right. But like, tampons are you just like get over the fear of inserting them and then it's great you just go about your day as long as you remember to take them out before like eight hours or you'll die of toxic shock um that's my fear that's why i'm afraid to use tampons actually because of toxic shock i 
cannot, I tried to figure out how tampons worked once, couldn't figure it out for the life of me, went back to using my heavy duty pads. It's no regrets. like, okay, <laughs> which part? The. <laughs> Let me let me do like a step by step walkthrough on, on this podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, I I just feel like maybe it's just like about getting used to it. But I I'm like because I used to bleed through so many times. I'm always like security, like gotta get the heavy duty ones, and it's only like the first couple days, anyways. And everything else, I can just go back to like my regular ones. Um, I don't love pads. I don't love periods in general. Mm. Um, they suck, but, uh, I th- I think I've always had it a little bit easier. I think like I, my cramps haven't been too bad. Like I don't get too many bad side effects. Um, I will cry though. Oh, I will get really bad PMS. Like once every couple months, I will, I have a list of things to cry to. Um, and I have that list prepared for when I cry. I think that will be coming up this month, hopefully, maybe this month, next month. Um, my list of things to cry will be shared. Uh, it'll be my recommendations. Um, yeah, PMS pretty sucks because I'm already, I think I'm generally like a very happy, energetic person. So when I get really angry, it like stresses me out even more. Sometimes, um, and this has been only happening lately, where like if I'm near, like when I'm going to get my period, I find that I'm more like susceptible to having kids. I'm like, this is the only time of like, it only happens like occasionally, but like, I know it's coming because I'm like, oh, like I suddenly have like this hankering of like maybe raising a child. And I'm like, wait a second, that's just the period talking and your biological clock. And it's not a true feeling. I don't think I get that at all. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. But anyways. Maybe I just feel more maternal. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's, you're ovulating, right? So maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah, really messes up. Oh, I guess with the whole, like, hormones thing, um, I've started tracking uh, when I get my period because I've noticed that there's certain weeks before you get your period where you are stronger and where you are weaker at the gym. So... Ooh. Like, there's certain weeks where it's, like, you should go a little bit lower in, like, um, lower in weight to, because you're not as strong. But then there's also weeks where you are stronger and you should go heavier during those weeks. And there's, like, because, like, female hormones, like, fluctuate so much, it's, like, you should not be disappointed if you don't, like, consistently meet your fitness goals, like, week to week. Hmm. Fun fact. I had no idea. I do track my periods too, but lately I haven't really been on time, so I'm kind of worried. Ah. Uh, great. <laughs> the Virgin Mary. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we've seen Jane the Virgin. We know how these things work. Yeah. Why do you think tampons were always like cooler? I don't know if you had this, but when I was younger, like it would always like be like tampons mentioned in movies. Like no one really mentioned like pads. And, like, it was always, like, in my mind, it was always, like, the cooler thing to use. Actually, now that you mention it, even guys, like, they see a pad and they're like, oh, that's a tampon, right? Yeah. Like, they, they have never heard of pads before. Like, I had to explain it to Nick on how it worked. And, like, which goes back to my whole, they have no idea how the wings of pads adhere to, like, underwear and stuff. 
so i think it's like the media just made like tampons just the thing like it was just like oh that's what like that's what you're supposed to use like that's what people who are like cool and popular like use and like they refer to everything as like tampon so then once again guys have no idea what pads are i feel like even growing up people would only ask me like hey do you have a pad on you not even a tampon like nowadays people ask like if you have a tampon and i'm like no i only have the heavy duty pads (laughs) i think like so I actually like because no one's really ever asked me before, but I have like a mixture of stuff that I can offer. I ask you. Yeah, but like you you don't like I don't know if you use the same things that I do. I think I've like I had to. Okay. You were my last resort. Oh wow, okay, thanks. <laughs> we were in LA. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. But like yeah. I usually carry like a I carry like a thing of like things I might need, which is like mm-hmm. band-aids, mitol. Uh, Tylenol, NyQuil, um, liners just in case, um, and then like the affinity pads I was talking about because I know some people prefer pads, and then also tampons as well. That one's mostly for me. Yeah, always be prepared. That's my recommendation this week. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I I'm not prepared at all. I mean, I used to be like super over prepared, like you know that thing where the girl was going to space. For like a few days, and and NASA gave her like a hundred pads, and like, is this enough for you? <laughs> no, I don't know that. <laughs> what? NASA thought Sally Ride, an astronaut, so they were sending her to space for a week, and they asked her, "Is a hundred tampons going to be enough for you?" That's so funny. This is the whole thing. This goes back to the whole thing of why you need to combine the girls and the guys' sex ed classes. Oh, so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Ah, what a meme. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really think it should be combined. Um, boys and girls only need to know this. I don't know why it needs to be kept like such hush-hush secret. Mm-hmm. And the whole disgusting thing where it's like, you're not a woman, so you get your period. Yeah. Ew. Who said this? Who started this? Show me their name. I'm going to fight them. I have a lot, long list of people to fight. <laughs> I'm going to be dead by the end of this. <laughs> um what do you think about menstrual cups i like kind of like i'm like really interested in them like they're like the whole new thing right like they're supposed to be like environmentally friendly but like similar to the hill that i had to climb to start using tampons like i don't like the insertion part of the menstrual cup really um Makes me like I don't know how to do it. Like they're like it, apparently you need it to suction, and I'm like I'm afraid that I'm not going to get it to suction properly. The other issue is that you need a sink nearby to clean it out, which isn't that bad when you like are working from home. But think about like the office, like when you go into the office and there's just stalls, and then like everyone has to like there's like a multitude of sinks on the outside of the stalls. Like how are you going to? empty that out clean it and then waddle back into the bathroom so but it like they're better because environmentally friendly you can keep them in for much longer than you can a tampon so you can sleep in them like think about that luxury um they're like they last for a really long time so it's a lot cheaper um you just have to boil them so like to clean it to disinfect it 
Gotcha. <laughs> but you can't. Like a fucking babe. Just my menstrual cup. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably not gonna use menstrual cup. Not gonna lie. I love my pads, and I think that's okay. I think you can use whatever you want, whatever, as long as you're catching the blood. I guess. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Why can't it just bleed everywhere? Why can't I like one big band-aid that like I have to change? That's so stupid. Yeah. Every month it's a band-aid I have to change. Disgusting. What do you wish you knew about menstrual products? Like when you got it? Like how do you like what do you wish you knew about your vagina in general? Uh that a discharge can be like bleach and make your black mm-hmm. underwear orange. And I did not know that. And I was like, oh, like this is so gross like what is the mm-hmm. stain like how did this happen i can't get it out either which is terrible bleach you cannot get bleach out of like black clothes that is when i was bleaching my hair i wore a black turtleneck and there's like pieces of bleach that i guess like came off and it stained my turtleneck and it was one of my favorites and now i can't wear that turtleneck anymore because there's splotches of orange very unfortunate um did not know that as a kid and that was like devastating for me because I was like, oh my God, I'm so weird. Yeah. I wish it was more normal. Um, honestly, I wish Asian mothers would like tell me this too. <laughs> because I just went through life thinking I was a psycho for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like little things too, like discharge and stuff. My mom was always like, ew, like what's going on in your underwear? Cause she would do my laundry. She was like, What is this? Like, are you okay? Do we need to go see a doctor? And I'm like, oh boy. I'm a nightmare. I'm the most disgusting human being alive. Which is weird because it's like, don't they experience the exact same thing? I guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think my mom did show me how to use a pad for the first time. Like I called her and I was awkwardly like, I don't know where you keep the pads. I got my period. And I just had to use liners because she wasn't home from work yet so i had to change my liner every like 30 minutes <laughs> oh god i feel like you should uh, you should start talking about it before it happens yeah i i think we were about to no we did talk about it in school so i knew i needed a pad yeah but i did not know where to find it no wait i didn't know how to put it on i take it back yeah because it's like mm-hmm. usually it's like in the same it's under the sink yeah but we lived in like a all boys thing pads were kept secret mm. Ah, uh, fair. Okay. And now yeah. I'm like, go buy me these pads. Does he? No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. I take back the whole get rid of your family for saying that one mean comment about you. No, he doesn't. He still gets kind of grossed out when I talk about my period. He's like, ew, why are we talking about this right now? And I'm like, this happens to everyone. Yeah, like usually in movies and stuff. Isn't that thing where like if they grow up with sisters, they're like super cool about it and everything. Like not and i've told him too like hey man you should like carry on some pads with you too that get you some bonus marks and he's like no then the girls are gonna be like what the fuck are you doing with pads i think it's like if you have them in your like bathroom or something like i think that would be like if you live somewhere like by yourself and you like had them in the bathroom yeah, like discreetly i think that would be cool yeah i agree so we talked about a couple of things today body hair pads versus tampons us as teenagers um so our our advice for girls um what advice do you guys have or what questions do you guys have about body hair pads or tampons what are things you guys wish you knew um our general advice is do whatever you want to do body hair wise it's your body your preferences like do whatever you want to do whatever makes you feel comfortable 
um pads versus tampons again whatever you want bleeding sucks anyways whatever you want i'm team pads want to steam tampons just read the instructions on the box don't stick the pads to your body <laughs> yeah it's bad combine education classes yeah but yeah just when you're bored in the bathroom just read a box like google it or like read the instructions that it comes with like that's what i did i am not going to get toxic shock syndrome i'm sorry <laughs> just make oh i guess you're not a good person for it yeah you would not be a good candidate maybe doesn't have like a great track record with like keeping time i don't that's actually a really good point too so i could yeah. actually die yeah if i use tampons oh don't kill yourself it's not <laughs> worth it it's not worth it to be cool so this is going to be a two-parter. So next episode, we're going to be talking about some more things. Birth control, expectations, um, confidence, insecurity. We're here for you. We're going to talk this through. We're going to be your pseudo-moms. Yeah. That's honestly, that that would actually be a better episode topic than... How, how to be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Being like the internet moms, you know? Aw, cute. Like, there's, like, the dad on the internet who, like, shows people how to, like, shave or, like... Aw, yeah, that could be us. Yeah, exactly. We will never go that viral because we are not a white man. Yeah. Hence the mom part. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again. And like us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Or wherever you get your podcasts as well. Follow us on social media at your online moms. Just kidding. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I think that's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> you you think that after this many episodes, I'd get a lot better at remembering the things that we have, but I don't. Um, okay. Yeah. Follow us on social media. Like us and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.